Uh, welcome everyone to Bobcast Episode 7. We've got a uh, interesting episode lined up for you today. We do have discussions of the 10th anniversary, the new opening and other recent happenings, and of course plenty of call-ins. Uh, our first of those is already j- with us here in the studio, I guess you could say, Fabu Vini. And uh, of the regular cast here today, we have uh, PPN Steve and TSS Killer. Hey. Hello there. Right. So let's get so started. So that being said, yep, let's get started. Um, so Fabu Vinny, what might your question be this week? Um, have, have any of you seen the Japanese episode of the Rock Safe Beauty Gym? Well, most of it, well, actually all of us have here. Okay. But if I, I, had, just... if I had to give my opinion, yeah. Um, so yeah. I was just wondering, um, what's the actual situation at the pewter gym? Because four kids made it really confusing for me. Well, considering that four kids has not dubbed us yet, and at this point, today, uh, this week's episode has been kind of a, kind of a shocker because there have been uh, all sorts of god mining going on, especially how can it. EVB a swamper, not a, not a swamper. What was it, Marsh Chomp or whatever, whatever it is? Not good with dub names. I'm sorry. But it was decent, you know. They mixed up the background music a little bit, which I liked. Mm. That Haruka's theme also. Mm. I don't know. It's it's been. I have I have really, have really no uh, good opinions on it at the moment because Pi is usually here. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think your exact question was, what, what's the deal with the pewter gym at the moment, Fabavini? Yeah. Yeah, um, well, as I mentioned on Bulbagun, it wasn't actually even referred to during this week's episode, which was a bit unusual. Uh, you would have thought that a highly skilled battler who had been a gym leader would get some acknowledgement of... <laughs> having been a gym leader, um, in Japan, I suppose, has been swept under the rug a bit. I mean, his mother is currently running the gym, isn't she? I'm not even sure. They, yeah, they, haven't, I, I referred, they haven't even referenced it. They haven't even but, referenced uh, a it about all, all the AGs and... Stuff that they should know, that they should reference from past shows, they don't. So. Mm. It's lack of continuity. Yeah, I think it's just the way they want to just kind of like archaic said, sweep it under the rug. Mm. Yeah, but it comes, to, it comes to a point where they're going to have to go back to that issue. Oh, of course, And yeah. the question would be, the question would be, how would they execute it? Now, I don't, now, I don't know what they would I, do. But. Simply, the next time we have a change in between uh, regions, I think that's when they'll go back to it. They'll have to. Mm-hmm. But until then... We don't really know. I mean, unless it was specifically referred to in, like, the earlier episodes as his mother taking over the gym, and off the top of my head, I don't think they had that, then we really don't know what's happening with the place. Right. So, the question I can't is... give you a more detailed answer on that. Mm-hmm. Right. But, um, do you have any other questions? And no. Okay. okay. Thank you for calling. Bye. Hopefully, get you next time. Good night. Today's participants include um, Archaic, Bubble Card, and Webmaster. Hey, everyone. Pi, BMG Mod. Hey, guys. Officially, Nick Graham, part of this Bulbacast. Hello. Okay. So, first of all, we're going to start with AG168, which um, is the obvi- the ominous Three Sisters Jinx episode. Hell yes. I Do pre- they have an excuse to ban this one, I wonder? Probably not. Well, let's see. There's three Jinxes. There's the Onigiri running, rolling down the hill. There's <laughs> the, um... Jesse's cleavage. It's, I think it's a little, 
If any, if we're gonna see any of them banned soon, it's probably gonna be that one. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's a uh, editor's dream, as I would call it. I mean, when I saw this episode, originally I was hoping that Jesse might get that smoochum. Yeah, I, I had that or thought. Or maybe May might get it, but since that hasn't happened, it is an episode that they could cut or edit however much they like. And it just seems like it's begging for it, to be honest. And also, my take on it is, it reminds you of um, pre-BF uh, AG filter, fillers. It was... Uh, it followed the same real uh, structure that most of those AG fillers had. Mm. Of course, everybody knows what I'm talking about there. Meet new yeah. Pokemon, group of Pokemon. Rocket Dan steals it, and then gets blown up. They get blown blown out out of there, and everybody's saved. Everybody's happy. Move on. That's the Somebody whole premise. Yep. That's it. And also to note that for the first time in two episodes, um, Howard Steam isn't in this one. Which um, doesn't surprise me at all, considering that it is a filler and it's really yeah. dull. Uh, even if it was a filler, I'm sure they'd whack it in there if they had an excuse, but this time, at least, Hanukkah, the only time she did try to fight, she got her ass kicked. Indeed. Which, honestly, I think should happen a lot more often, since yes. she's a coordinator, not a trainer. It should, definitely. She, she shouldn't be good at battling, she should just be good at making things look flashy. Exactly. Could you still be considered a rookie as well? I mean, Ash lost a lot of battles when he was at her stage, is where she's in training. And she seems to be winning all the time. Give or take. Mm. Does she win regular battles? I don't think so. I don't think, so. I, I, I don't think okay, she's been she many. Scythe. She beat that sizzle, but that was well trained. <sighs> Sorry. But really, this episode really had no premise. It's just one of those other dull fillers that we could just say, meh, move on. Look forward to the battle town. Yeah. Kind of Jesse fantasy for once. Usually it's yeah. Ralph who does fantasies with an occasional one by James. I don't. Mm. Is, have we ever seen Jesse fantasize about something before? Yeah, we have seen Jesse fantasy several before. times before. <laughs> I thought the episode was a bit better than the average quality of filter filler, but then again, all the Battle Frontier fillers been of a reasonably high standard. Definitely. Yeah, this is um, I would say four notches lower than the previous fillers that were in BF. Mm. Better than what seen during AJ. I mean, yeah. just for the fact that this episode seemed a lot more focused on Team Rocket than on Ash and Co. Yeah. At least it's about time that they get as centered, as centered up because for the last, what, 15 episodes they've been uh, phased out? Yeah. Definitely. I think it's their time to shine, and I think this was their opportunity. And of course, they blew it again like they always did. Mm. Oh, actually, this time they almost managed to get away. It was kind of ridiculous. They started running away, fleeing, so they wouldn't get blown up. And then the Jinxes and Ash get all vindictive and have to go blowing them up. I mean... Yeah, that's, that seems a little excessive to me. It's like, okay, they're leaving. What do we have to do? Let's yeah, stop them from leaving and blow them away. Isn't is that just a little more malicious than they need What to kind of morals are we teaching our children? Yeah, but yet again, blow when, do, when does... up as frequently as possible. Yet again, how, how often does the Rocket Gang think, really? They want, they were, they're too greedy. That's what they are. Well, there's one. I mean, this episode that they clearly thought. I mean, hell, they were even treating that smoochum pretty good. It wasn't exactly like they kidnapped it. It was more like it went along with them willingly at first. Well, yeah, but the smoochum seemed to come off as a type that would have been happy if anything happened to it. Like, yeah, possibly, but... 
trying to think what of a good example uh, of where we've seen a Pokemon this happy before. Like the world could end and it'd still be like smile. <laughs> Togepi could have. Yeah, it's easily amused. <laughs> but that's the impression I got anyway. Well, couldn't you make the same argument out of Manene or uh, Chimcho? That's very, very true. true yeah. mm. Which does kind of beg the question why Team Rocket seem to be going down, uh, going more towards getting cuter Pokemon now. They, they, they've kind of seemed to lost, kind of seem to have lost all sort of credibility as far as being mean, evil, vicious bastards. I think the Pokemon that they have kind of get the image of being those kind of dumb Pokemon that always get picked on, like Weezing and Arbok. They had those for a while, and I really can't really use them in the games or anything now. And Robofet as well, that that now is starting to really frustrate me sometimes. I think they're going for the cuter types because then people think, ah, oh, it's a Manonet, or ah, oh, it's a whatever. And, um... The only yeah. problem with that is that it just turns them more into comic relief. Yeah. Well, they are the comic relief, aren't they? To be fair. Yeah, they have two... No. There are two kinds of villains. The ones that you're supposed to take seriously, and the ones that are comic relief. Yeah. And I don't think we're supposed to take them seriously. There's not a lot of middle ground, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to see a, an, a villain in Pokemon who we could take seriously, but... We haven't really. Um, what about I mean, Barney? Butchin... Barney. In the actual episodes. Hmm. I mean, we had Butch and Cassidy, and they turned into jokes too. They did okay in the first couple of appearances they made. But I think... And so did Jesse and James. That's true. Yeah. They... I mean, initially. I mean, look at them, they commanded the rocket attack on the SSN. Originally they apparently had some sort of rank, and now they're nothing. It has something, to, uh, they probably would be something still if they didn't insist on going after Pikachu. Because they seem Well actually, maybe that's why they have the freedom to. Maybe, well, maybe they do actually have some sort of rank and freedom well, left, and that's why they can you... choose their assignments. Giovanni seems a bit irritated by them, though, in the few interactions we see with them recently. it I think it seems that they were doing great, and then they're like, Hey, let's get that super-powered Pikachu. And then they didn't. They're like, Alright, now let's get that super-powered Pikachu. And then they didn't. And then it started going into a cycle where they just had to get that freaking Pikachu before they could move on! And, and they've tried 442 times. Something and they like failed that, yes. 442 times. Well, they oh, no, they've succeeded, succeeded a few yeah. times and then screwed it up later. That's yeah, true, but ultimately at the end... They've tried the... multiple times in the same episode a few times. Yeah, but still. <laughs> in the end, but in the end, they failed. That's all that matters. Some episodes they didn't go for Pikachu. The only one they've ever managed to steal is Togepi, and that's because it was pathetic. Well, in their eyes, yes. But... Well, yeah. But apparently they didn't know what powers it could uh, contain, so um, shame on them. Could you imagine if Team Rocket had got Togepi and started actually using it in battle? Can you imagine if Misty had started using Togepi in battle before it evolved into Togepi? She would have turned into a comic relief character if that had happened. Mm -hmm. Not that she already wasn't going down that slope half the time with basically only being in a bunch of episodes just to drag Brock away by the year. But, um, what if, what if she... Togepi obviously had quite quite a bit of power, even as uh, just a Togepi. I, I mean, it's very slim that she would have realized that, hey, when my, my Togepi wiggles at fingers, things blow up. And... But if she had realized that and started using it, I think that... Anyway, um, it's kind of a null point right now since, um... Well, if you think about it, she usually holds Togepi right next to her stomach, and she doesn't usually, uh, look down. Um, yeah, I think that's the, I think that's the only reason. That <laughs> well, you have to carry it all times, otherwise it, it wanders away about two miles in front of you. Well, yeah, but she never looks down. <laughs> and it wanders off, it wanders off a lot. 
Like, not a very good parent. Anyway. Unlike Brock. <laughs> Brock knows what he's doing. <laughs> Onslaught has shown that. So let's see, what else uh, do we have to talk about this one? Um, also, I'd like to comment on the background musics. Of course, you know, I'm the stickler for background musics. The last four episodes of background musics, um, they're quite unique. Um, for example, in this one, they've actually used Polka Doka for the first time as a background music. Which is quite interesting. Um, it was one of the it was one of the um, early AG endings from about uh, AG nineteen to AG forty four. Wouldn't that just show they're being more slack rather than being more creative? Well, if you think about it, it went it went through um, because they were doing a dance act. I mean, Polka yeah. Doka is the dance song. Use in that situation, and it shows it quite well. Um, but not using it in an episode for 123 episodes, I think that's uh, that, that tells you that they've had no real opportunities to play that. I, I thought they used it in the, the Bonds like in 1918 episode. Um, Teach Dance, and everybody was on the bridge, or wasn't that Meowth's party? No, no, that was yeah, that was uh, Nyasin or Plati. Oh, okay. That was not that was not a uh, Polka Doka. They have a lot of good Yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to uh, find some more of those. Nyasin is one of my favorites too. I mean, you gotta wonder why they haven't used Meowth to make a Pokemon branded DDR game. Maybe that's a hint. Who knows? Maybe they maybe they might release it. Maybe uh, would be awesome. maybe Namco would wake up and make that. Or, wait, nah, does, does Namco they wouldn't? Does Namco own DDR? I'm not sure. I no, DDR is made by Konami. Capcom. Oh, Konami. Konami, Konami makes yeah. DDR. Um, Capcom makes um games like Mr. Driller and um Katamari Damacy. <laughs> but I'm but I'm not surprised if we see one. Uh, yeah, so theme game coming months or years. Just considering on how uh, you could put it in so many franchises. Mm. Nah, no, actually, you, you're probably more likely to see a, a Meowth version of Guitar Heroes. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would, uh, I would love any sort of Pokemon music game. Mm-hmm. So let me think. Anything else we have to discuss on this? Not really. I mean, there's nothing all that special you can say about the episode. I mean, it's it didn't even like have it. a character of the day. Well, we had Jinxes of the day. Yeah, but still, they were, how many how many times yeah. have that been featured? True. Well, yeah. Nothing new. Everything's the same. Boring. Dull. The only thing that saved this episode was the background music, end of story. It wasn't dull, it was just not exciting. Yeah. It was like dull. That. Many people will agree with me that it was dull. Unnotable, that's more what I would call it. It's just yeah. a drop it was I found it. I found it better than the Manene Queen and Usohachi King, to be honest. Mm. Yeah, that one wasn't as good as I expected either, but then again, I was expecting more Brock, and he didn't really have that much of a part in it. But that one was kind of cute, so whatever. Well, I, I quite like that episode. I wrote the episode guide for it for Cerebinot.net today, and um, I've still seen the episode about four or five times within an hour, and I laugh at it every time. I mean, I like the three goons that are chasing them through the town. I just like stupid stuff like that. That kind of reminds me of the movie Double Impact uh, with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> if anyone yeah. remembers that movie, we had the two brothers. The other, well, eh, well, well, it had that, well, it had that uh, feel anyway, you know, Japanese 
I don't know. It, it doesn't, didn't look like the Japanese mafia. They felt like a... characters from that uh, black organization in Detective Conan. At least that's the look they had. Mm. So yeah, that was um, quite interesting how they've uh, structured that episode. I, I wouldn't want to get. Uh, I want to know the name of that writer for the episode because. Um, the whole plot of that, the whole plot of the episode was well thought out, even though it wasn't ex uh, executed as. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Um, was the director, the animation director of today's, uh, rather this week's episode, different to usual? Because the animation seemed a little, I don't know how to describe, but it didn't seem exactly like the normal animation. Well, yeah, it did sort of look different. I mean, obviously they didn't use any CGI. Well, they didn't use CGI this time. It looked like uh, it was all hand drawn, and also the well, I believe the characters couldn't have been hand drawn. The whole done in. Well, I know, I know, but in terms of non CGI computer animation, because uh, mostly attacks of plane, you know, the ice beam and mm -hmm. other things. Yeah, they didn't really do any special effects or anything. Yeah. It's almost as if the episode was rushed. Hmm. Well, considering the plot of it and the animation, could have been. It does I mean, look a lot of rushed. Consider it. Focusing on finishing off the battle frontier as quickly as possible right now. And when would this episode have actually been made? During the summer holidays? Probably so winter holidays, I guess, for you. Yeah. Perhaps, because um, if you think about it, it would it was. Hmm. I'm trying to think though. Shoot, lower this damn television. I'm just talking this side. Now. Let me try to think. It could have been in winter holidays because you know, AG one fifty seven, the time slip. Uh, fell within the quite the actual criteria of this. Our next calling will be Pokemon Trainer Lisa. Hello, Pokemon Hi. Trainer Lisa, and welcome to Bubblecast well, episode number seven. Hi. Hi, Lisa. Hi. So, what's your question for us this week? Question be this week? Um, my question... Well, actually, I have two. Uh, my first one is, um, why do you think Ash has seen Ho twice, and do you think there's any future storyline involved there? And my second question... Well, do you want me to ask uh -oh. my second question now, or...? Uh, yeah, ask it now. Okay. Also, what do you think Ash's connection may be to all the legendaries in general? Do you think he's special to them? Ooh... Um, as far as the second one goes, he's obviously special because he's the main character of the show. Mm -hmm. We're not going to have the main character be an absolute no one who will never achieve anything. Right. There is obviously something special to him. Uh, we story. don't know what it is. We might not never know. It might just be the fact that he he's the main character um it's kind of circular logic or whatever um you know what yeah, he for... obviously does have some sort of special relationship there I think what it for... is exactly who knows well as for him seeing Hulk again I bet you he will be seeing that at the end of Battle Frontier I'm putting <laughs> down a side bet here that he will see it again when they go before they go to the next region which might be in 20 episodes from now who knows Interesting. Yeah, because it's only, it's only logical, if you mm. think about it. Well, I also believe that Hello only shows up to him to um, show him where he should go next and stuff. Like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe like a guiding force. Yeah. Hmm. Like, so, yeah. It could also be like a, a subconscious suggestion that they're illustrating in the show as Ash's goal. Because isn't mm. Ho Ho considered like uh, Ho Ho? Excuse me, Ho Ho. Ho Ho is what you eat. <laughs> ho Ho <laughs> considered like a uh, the ultimate uh, legendary. Yeah. 
a lot of people consider him to be like the top catch or the top Pokemon. So, of know. the Pokemon that people in the world are aware of, because obviously we can't include Mewtwo there, right. Mew would probably seem to be the top catch, but they also knew Mew existed or exists. There. Right. Some... Whereas Ho-Oh is... Is a lot of people don't true legendary. No one's yeah. actually seen him, but they know he's there. Oh well, they've seen him, but not huge groups. Well, not normal people, let's say. Yeah. Because I think that one episode where they had the painting of him—I forget the name of it. It was way back in the early time. That was episode number two, Pokemon mm -hmm. Emergency. Yeah. yeah. Um, there is one point I want to quickly bring up, though. Yeah. In the earlier Kanto movies, we knew that Mew was supposedly extinct and that, I mean, obviously it wasn't, but it seemed to be that people thought it was extinct. Now of movie 7, uh, uh, sorry, 8, is it 8? Yeah, yeah. Yes, it is 8. Mm -hmm. We know that... Uh, yeah, that Mew turns up fairly often at this area and has been for hundreds of years. Yeah, it's his house. Mm. He's got to protect mm. it. That's why nobody knew about it until movie eight. Well, did well, people also, outside the region not know it? Was it some sort of protected secret of people who? Uh, you'd almost here have to assume so. Well, you also have to consider that this might be a different Mew. That that means that uh, there might be two different ones. I uh, got well, the impression yes, that this Mew was young. Well, yes, but it's still the same species of Pokemon, so if it existed there, why the hell wouldn't Team Rocket have tried for that one? Because they didn't know about I guess it. Because they, so they didn't know about it, yeah. Well, either they didn't know about it, or they figured it would be easier to get a DNA sample from a fossil rather than one surrounded by hundreds of citizens that might want to lynch them for it. And not, not to mention the the vines which eat them alive, the goop that eats them alive, you wouldn't be able to make it outside even if they did get a sample. Because that's the, that's the the immune system of the tree to think about. Uh, another thing that I found was interesting about Ho was that um, when um, before Ash had his gym battle with uh, Morty, and he had mentioned that he had seen Ho before because he saw that picture there. Um, he didn't believe him at first. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think so. I think he was unsure. Well, if but you think about it, inside if he you was, think about it, you know. If you think about it, when Satoshi first saw, when, when he first went to Okita Hakusei to give to, to that first phone call um, I'm guessing that he took it as he, he thought that it was a mistake because you know he's a new trainer and he could make mistakes of uh, not recognizing Pokemon properly you know so I mean there are plenty reason. of natural explanations for how someone could have seen what they thought was that bird you mm -hmm. could have just seen a Pidgeot really high with the glare from the sun making it look like its wings were on fire or sparkling or whatever. Mm, he so, could have, but so, we know better. Yeah. So we know better. They don't. In the anime, um, oh, it was just extremely rare. They wouldn't think that that someone had actually seen it. The problem there is going to be: Will they make it so there's more than one hole? Because mm -hmm. it's about. It's one of the few legendaries thus far that haven't had a multiple turn up somewhere. I mean, Mewtwo is unique, but Mew certainly isn't. Uh, Zapdos, Akuno, Moltres aren't unique. Lugia isn't unique. Uh, is Jirachi unique? Hmm. Yes. I do okay, believe Jirachi, so. Jirachi thus far is unique, and think the dogs are unique. No, they're not. Okay, so there are... M they're not? No, they're not. Multiple instances of them. How do we know that? How couldn't they be the same one? Well, they could be, but... Different areas, 
unlikely well, they're the same it, ones. If they run all over the place, sure. That's very can... true, but so do any of the other le legendaries. Yeah, but the other ones we've actually seen multiple. But it makes no sense to not be multiple. They try to make themselves scarce because they don't want to be seen by humans, probably. Right. Is that the same Moltres that, uh, from all the different leagues? Probably. Probably, but it'd be a different Moltres second movie. Well, if you're going to throw movies in, too, then we know there's at least two of the, um, Antis. How? Wasn't there an episode with an Antie in it? Was there? I believe so. Mm hmm. Jodo. Uh-huh. Somewhere in Jodo. Do we know that's a different Ante, though? Hmm. We don't know for sure if any of them are different ones. With the exception well, of no, the with a lot of the others. A screen. With a lot. Yes, they do. Would you? But, um. Yeah. No, with a lot of the others, it's. We can tell they have to be different because it makes no sense for them to be the same one. There's, there's right. no way they could be in the same geographical area. But also, continuity issues exist with the movies and the, ser and the anime series, so you have to take that into consideration. Well, there's no continuity between the two, and they've stated that there's not. Yeah. Have they? Yes. Hmm. Well, it's obvious. Well, uh, they, like they it refer to, follow to the movies loosely. in the series sometimes. But it's not always... It's yeah. not always... Uh, not always there's not always continuity there and it doesn't follow the same timeline as the anime series it doesn't no hmm. see I'd have to disagree with you it would I'd be loosely followed because I mean okay in the later movies the I'd say movies, it follows I would say it follows but there are continuity errors not between the episodes and the movies but in the whole timeline there are continuity errors yes right. there are they they've I mean, just with creating duplicates of some legendaries, that in itself is a big continuity error. Yeah, but who's to say that there's only one of a legendary? In the well, games, there's not only one. In the games, there are. But there's not, because you have a game, I have a game, Lisa has a game. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but you're all more playing than one. the quest of the same person. I mean, obviously, the... You're all supposedly playing the same. Some legendaries in each game, you can game. get one correct, but that's that. Well, what's it the difference in the only, anime? It, so it should quote unquote only be that there's one of each. Okay, that's but how in, it's set up. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't think it is because <laughs> one person on the whole Pokemon world, let's say they catch that legendary. Even though they don't actually let them do that, but let's say they well, do. Well, supposedly they shouldn't be able to. I mean, in the when he games, has a master ball, obviously... you can catch anything with a master ball. Well, no, but the thing is, you catch that, and you've got to suffer a lot of environmental consequences. Supposedly, Perhaps. these legendary Pokemon are like the guardians of the world. That's how they're set up. Well, let's say he does catch it. Yeah. Right. So with all the other trainers, let's say it's a catchable one like Articuno or somebody who's not so important environmentally. Well, hmm. Articuno would be important, but there's multiple, so obviously not all the Articuno are as important. Perhaps we could say the ones on those three islands were like the kings of their species, the oldest or whatever. Right. Now you go ahead, extend that into the dogs. I'm thinking it's more regional than it is worldwide. Now. Mew. What, you mean one set of jo dogs in, say, Johto, another in a different area, another yeah, in another exactly. area? Yeah, exactly. Is that terrible? They're, they're regional. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, it's a, a plausible It's scenario. plausible. I mean... We don't know, because they've the never dogs given can't us a exactly run across. The dogs can't exactly run across water, true. so... That's Going true. Going back to the, the continuity thing with the um, movies and the legendaries and such, um, another issue with that is, um, um, I'm not sure if it was in the Japanese version, but when Ash saw the 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 two the, the Lugias, um, it was recognized that he had he had seen the um, seen a Lugia before. Yes. Yeah. That was but, what I meant by but, the an example yeah. of continuity between the two. Okay, I was I wasn't really sure if that's what you were getting at. In fact, we, we can probably on. count Mewtwo and Mew as having been referenced in the series as well, because I don't think we can 
exactly include Mewtwo Strikes Back as a movie, can we? No, hmm. I don't think yeah. so. I don't think so. Because that's really a Hoso special, it's not a... Yeah. The, the first one, the second one, yep. It was also recognized that he's seen Suicune before in um, For Ho, The Bell's Toll, but I don't know about oh, the, I don't know if that was mentioned in the Japanese version or not. Hmm. Actually, it should have been, but... I'd like to see a backstory it. provided by... That's Sorry, right. we have, we have okay. cuts. <laughs> okay, I think we should... Uh, so do you have any more right. questions? Um, uh, no. I, th I, th I think you pretty much covered everything. Okay. Great. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, for, calling. Thanks for calling. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> this hour of BulbaCast being sponsored by... Need Pokemon information? Hey, there's only one place to get it. Pokemon Palace Network. PPN has game cheats, game information, episode information, movie information. Remember, don't get your daily dose of Pokemon anywhere else. That's PokemonPalace.net. And now it's we want AG-167, and Takashi versus Haruka. And Pi definitely has something to say about it, don't you? Yes, I do. Now, I would say this is probably one of the best Brock episodes we've had for a while, especially if, like most of the people who seem to go on the Bulbacast, you didn't like the Ninja School episode. What? What? Now, I have been saying for a while that um, a lot of people probably could have done the contest that Mayor is doing, and while most people say that Missy could have done it, I usually point to the example that Brock could have done it. In fact, he was doing it before we even knew what contests were. He, he, were he was entering these breeder contests, which were basically the prelude to these coordination contests. Now, so this episode really, really made me happy when I saw him finally actually entering a contest. And you know what? I think he did a lot better than May did. I mean, yes, in the end, May walked home with the ribbon, but we, we saw him do more than he's done in the past year, maybe, in a single episode. First, we see him talking to the girl, of course, doing his thing, doing whatever it takes to impress this girl, running off, getting a contest pass, which, unfortunately, this might be the only episode he gets to use it in, but maybe someday we'll see him use it again. Who knows? But, um, when we, he enters the contest, we see him use a appeal with Bonslot. A lot of people have said that this does, that it doesn't make sense for him to be able to pull off an appeal like this, but I don't think it, I don't think it's that unusual. It looks it looks to me like it's just a spiced up version of playing a game of catch, and bl believe me, if you have pets, then you know it's not hard hard to know what your pet can and can't do in a game. I, in fact, if this if I were in the Pokemon world, I could probably do an appeal with my dogs without any training because I know what they can do. But anyway, that's kind of getting off topic. Um, the appeal was amazing. It really was amazing. I think it's probably one of the best first appeals that, that you're ever going to see from a coordinator. Especially that Raticate girl who just had the thing with the stick that nobody really liked. They, this was a really great appeal showing Bonsai doing more than anyone, even I, thought it could do with, with the catching of the baseball. Um, and then I... Unsurprisingly, he makes it onto the battle round and wipes the floor with an Absol. I'm sorry, that Absol did not stand a chance against the might of Brock because he's just that great and the Absol just did terrible. And unsurprisingly, he makes it onto the final round and so does May because May is May and nobody ever questions anything about May does. Anyway, so we get to the battle and. Brock does amazing. That's the only way to put it. He, for the first four minutes, he wipes the floor with May's Eevee. And 
he d pulls off great strategies. He looks tough and cool and sh and smart. And m m three of the five five major uh, ideals of contest coordinating, at least. So, unfortunately, then for one minute, everything changes, and I'll rant about that later because. They really tilted the ma battle in May's favor, and hence she walked home with the Raven. But even with all the tilting in her favor, Brock wasn't knocked out. Brock won because May got him slightly below her, Brock's points slightly below her points before the five minutes ran out, and that is really impressive. Since how many, oh, how many rivals that May has gone up against have lost because of, uh a time run out rather than a knockout. None of, I don't think, think I could think of any. I mean, I mean, I could be wrong, but this, this was just an amazing victory. It's, I think it's shown that even though May walked home with the ribbon, Brock is the better coordinator, and he's done an, an actual contest rather than a prelude to the contest once. If he became a coordinator, he would he would own the Grand Festival. He just wouldn't. And I'm I'm just so happy this hap episode happened. It's it's proven what I've known all along, basically. And Brock just looked amazing in it. That's all. That I I'm I can't come up with any fancy words for it. That's really all that there is to it. Yes, interesting. All I have to say about it is God Money Express. Yes. Simply because. How can a Mars top lose to an EV? That is the whole point of this questioning. How can it get beat? By a baby, nonetheless. Yeah. Because not and not to mention it learned dig early in the, earlier in the day. I don't and ends up beating him from the don't, same don't. mode. EV Eevee, Eevee, I don't, is just one big broken Pokemon. No, he's a small broken Pokemon. Yes, we love like, the broken Pokemon. We do. I mean, one of the first things we see it doing after it hatches is using Shadow Ball. Not using it well, admittedly, but it has no problem summoning up this little ball of dark energy and shooting it at an opponent. Now, I don't know about you, but... Most Pokemon I can think of wouldn't. Most anything I can think of, people, animals, anything. I think they would have a bit of trouble being able to do that, freshly hatched from the egg, considering they can barely use tackle and sand attack and tail whip and all these other easy attacks. And then you've got, got attacks like Pikachu learning Iron Tail. I mean, Pikachu, when it was learning Iron Tail, it took it a long time to be able to just sustain that glowy thing to pull off a basic iron tail. This Eevee didn't have that. This Eevee was just like, oh, look what I can do, boom! That doesn't make any sense. And then you get the dig. Why dig? Why can it just no dig and be like, oh, look what I can do, bro, 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 I mean, it, it, it's just too much. Uh, I like to compare it as a newborn, a newborn walking. Yes, exactly. That's how I compare it as. And it doesn't even have any trouble with it. I was so glad when I saw Brock's Marsh Tomp completely dominating it for four for the four, first four minutes of the match because, quite frankly, that's what's supposed to happen. It's an Eevee that, and even with its two special attacks that it shouldn't really know at this point, it still shouldn't do very well in a contest because it has four techniques total. It, I mean, two of them are tackle and sand attack. I don't know something like that, but. It doesn't really have any good attacks, except these two special techniques that they gave it, and they don't really work well for contests. Well, unlike unlike Ice Beam and Bubble and well, whatever. judging by these attacks, they seem Umbreon-esque, don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a hint. Since so it learns a dark move. Don't give her an Umbreon, please. Well, that, well, that's where it's going right now because obviously the dark. There's mode. only one. There's only one character cool enough to have an Umbreon, and that's Gary, and he has an Umbreon. So it, it might be Espeon as well. Yeah. I don't think there'll be any of the elemental um, eons. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I, c I could see it being Espeon more than I can see it being Umbreon, to be honest. Because I think Umbreon is more of an evil. 
Espion just... is cuter, in my yeah. opinion. May leans towards cute. Mmm. Agreed. And pretty. She doesn't. She doesn't seem like the Umbreon type, and she's not cool enough to have one. I think Umbreon would be too strong as well. Yeah. I mean, I would mind, handle. I wouldn't mind her getting a Vaporeon or something. Um, the the elemental evolutions don't really get a lot of love, and the a Vaporeon or a Flareon might be more suiting to her than an Umbreon would. And an Espeon would just be cheesy. Flareon would be good. I'd like what? to see Flareon more in the anime. Yeah, Flareon gets no respect. Give it, give it to Mei, even though she already has a fire type. Yeah, we also have to consider that um, the happiness quota must go up to a certain point, and at this yep. point, it should, it should happen. Yeah, this, oh, for no reason, the Eevee is really, really happy. It's like. It's another one of those super happy Pokemon. It, it's it's almost like it gets into a bag of sugar every night. Like the next morning, it's like, hey, happy, happy, jump around, smile. Yeah. When it was digging around at the start of the episode, it was all like, look at me, I can dig, 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 and it would come up and I can dig again, dig, dig, dig. And it was like on a high for five yeah. minutes of the episode. Ridiculous. Yeah, it probably had was probably had some of that uh, new Coca Cola black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love subliminal messages. Anyway. So, that's one of the, my two big beefs with the episode. The other one isn't really as much of a beef because I I think that it kind of sh actually, in consideration of it, it just makes Brock look awesome now. But yeah. May really had that battle slanted in her favor. I... I'm not going to go over it again, but in the review thread on the Bulbagarn forums under anime, and now it's under episode archives or something, I posted a play-by-play -play of the first four minutes of the battle. And the basic gist of it was, Brock Smarstomp looks awesome and wipes the floor with Eevee, who gets his face shoved in the mud. No matter how Brock did that, I can't see anything happening but Brock having much more points than May. And then I post a screenshot, and this difference is very slight. If there's and is very slight, much too slight to accommodate for the difference. And then after that, you have the one minute of Brock losing all his competence, and May suddenly went be hitting him with techniques that he was like brushing off before. The battle is so slanted in her favor. She won. The she did not really earn that ribbon, but she's gonna get it anyway. So whatever. Yeah, they had to make it at least look good. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I noticed that um, all gym battles are like that. Even even yeah. Satoshi's favorite. I mean, he would he would probably be losing at the beginning, and then he would just come back. That's probably yeah, every single. That's probably every most, if not every single, gym battle is structured. But most of the times, it's believable. This time. This time yeah. I couldn't. This time was almost as bad as when Pikachu and Swellow turned gold to be a Lunatone in Sol Rock, and nobody's even gonna try and explain that one. So. Yeah, unless it becomes a ma magnetic. Who knows? I, I'm well, not gonna try and explain it. I call it the, the Super Saiyan um, yeah. Swellow and Pikachu. <laughs> They're just hyper um, with a thunder kind of armor. So Swellow should be dead. But even if you think about it, even Ash didn't ha ever have a cheap win against Brock because he never really beat Brock. He's just like, you know what? Winning now would be ch a cheap turnaround. I'm just gonna leave. And Brock's like, you know what? That's awesome. I'm giving you the badge. <laughs> I actually have a lot more to say about it, but that's that's my brief sum up of why Ash really did earn that. Why I think Ash actually did earn that badge, even in a non-conventional way, because. Brock values, I think Brock values some things just as much, if not more, than being able to beat up another Pokemon in a battle, and Ash demonstrated to him that he is a talented trainer in those other regards, so. Okay, now we've heard, uh, your point, Pi. Yeah. Now that PPN is back, let's get his views on both of these episodes. Yes. Because he's going to be the one ending it, so it's going to be fun. <laughs> Um, we've heard Pi's views about 
these episodes. Uh, PPM, what about yours view on them? Oh, First one sixty seven and then one sixty eight, obviously. Yeah, okay. Uh, one sixty seven was the contest, one sixty eight was the... versus Takeshi. Whatever. Oh okay, contest. Yes. First. What a letdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, major mm -hmm. letdown. You know, there could have been it could have been a major episode. Brock could have really stood out in, but and then they oh, no, we didn't get it. Um, Pi, check the mic connection again. What is it? Quiet again? Oh, there it goes. Yeah. There it goes. Yeah. Sorry. And um, I I have only really one major comment for that episode. Hmm. How do you run up a column of water? Oh, the wolf again. I don't, I don't it's Pokemon it, physics. It's not supposed to make sense, supposedly. Yeah, well. Last time I checked, uh, an Eevee couldn't take that much damage and still be standing. Yeah, seriously. And then it do does yeah, okay. the same, more sure. than the same amount of damage. Maybe it's Eevee on steroids. <sighs> Something. Something. Something's in that food. Made by lots of vitamins at the store. Right. Yes. Yeah, ne next, thing you know, next, thing, next, thing, next thing you know, it's going to have uh, grow gigantic muscles like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, yay. May Champ V. <laughs> so. Uh, the steroid Pokemon. Right. I, so I guess you can agree with me then, PPN, when I say that the the result of the battle was... The, the battle itself was really, really slanted, and the result of the battle shouldn't have come out that way if it had been a fair fight. Correct. Good. Other I, than that, the episode fine. Oh, oh yeah. wait, that was the episode. <laughs> Brock was awesome right. up until that yeah, last well, minute. How many? That was May's third ribbon, though, wasn't it? Was it her fourth, third? I believe. Okay. Yeah, fourth. She's almost to the Grand Festival. Right. Almost. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just, it could have been so much more, and it wasn't. And that's very sad. There was a great opportunity there. It makes uh, me boo May more. Boo. The writers missed it. We suffer for it. In our hearts, we knew know how that battle should, that episode should have ended. And yes. And if I could, I would give a raspberry to May over here. Actually, I probably can, but I won't. I won't get spit all over my mic. <laughs> and it, it's just not the same without the visual. It really is. Yep. Anyway, so... Um, 168 PMPN, what are your uh, opinions on that? The, uh, Jinx thing, uh, yeah. Jinx up. Jinx and the three Jinx sisters. Yes. Well, we know that's another one that won't be dubbed. <laughs> yes, we've already... Uh, figured that out, obviously. Um, I thought it was okay. It was, you know, it was a filler. It, it didn't add anything to the story. It didn't add anything to anybody. But it was fun. I, I, I found it quite dull. I don't know. I thought it was okay. I thought it wasn't bad. Not really noteworthy, but not really... Uh, it was entertaining, but that's it. It was a filler. Yeah. I mean, okay. They ran across... Uh, uh, Random was that Smoochum or whatever the baby form of Jinx is. That's correct. And okay, it has what that love thing that it does to people. I charm. Yeah, charm. Got Ash. Got Jesse. Why did? Got somebody else too. Why did May and Jesse both fall for charm? They're women. Is that saying something about their sexuality? Unless that's a male smoochum, is that saying something about Ash's Well, we don't know, but then... Yeah, but I think it's, it's like unisex. Yeah. Maybe. I, I think so, too. So the we know the jinxes are question. female because it says so in the title. Or it could have been attract, not charm. I think could've. it, it, it could have been attract. Whatever it is, it, I know it put a heart out and instantly everybody went Google eyes. That's probably attract. Track yes. doesn't seem doesn't seem and uh, if you notice after correct. that they they went into the protective mode. It, it, oh, it got me out too. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but I got you know, for filler, it was it was it was okay. Uh, like I said, it didn't really add anything to the series. 
except for the fact that we got to see some, you know, fun stuff. And, An episode that will never be dubbed. <laughs> and another episode fun. that would never be on uh, on the U.S. Uh, schedule, right? Could be Plus, here in know. the U.K. though. I I have one comment for it. Um, where was Woba? No Woba Fett. Yeah, I've noticed that. Um, this notice episode that. did not have a Woba Fett in any of the Team Rocket scenes whatsoever. So not even a dance. Not even in the uh, dance scene either. Nothing. Nothing. Zero Wabas for JDS. Yeah. So when's the riot gonna start? It's going to oh, start no. soon. Because if there's no Wobbuffet, there's a riot, isn't yep. there? Well, I don't know. They were frozen when they got blasted off, so perhaps uh, he couldn't sneak out of his Pokeball. And I don't know. What did you think of the fact that, um, that despite the fact that they were already leaving in their balloon and didn't have anything, the um, Ash and the Jig sisters insisted on destroying their balloon and shooting them off into the sky? Something to add two more minutes to the video. <laughs> yeah, I guess this could be on it. And also for sheer revenge. Yeah, it's just you gotta stretch it, okay? Yeah, you gotta you know, fill. You gotta you're fill. You're uh, watching the director in the background doing that uh, stretch it out movement with his hands. You know, make it longer, make it longer. You know, time, time. They had to fill 21 minutes. Exactly. It's like uh, okay. Yeah, and it's a I filler, mean, so it's not like they have a lot of driving plot that they can do for it. It's exactly. Just, I mean, Dick look at how much time they spent on that little ladder climbing up the tower. All right, it's like every other step for everybody who's climbing it. First Jesse, and then uh, I guess Ash went up there too. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of those uh, gigantic uh, ladders in Donkey Kong game. Yeah, perhaps. But uh, actually, uh, I've climbed those towers before, and let me tell you, you don't climb like Jesse did, all one-handed, <laughs> leaning back. I think they were trying to make it slow, look like it was slow and awkward because she had smooch them in one hand. That's perhaps true, but... Still, regardless, it should have been much faster. How about the inconsistency? Okay, the uh, Jinx were shooting ice at the ladder while Jesse and them climbing up. I think they were just missing. Right, and they were just at the ground, right, right below Jesse and missing, but yet, wait, when it's time to blast Team Rocket off and freeze them and blow up the balloon? The balloon was like way far away, and they hit it. Unless they were missing in case they hit the smooch, of course. Yes, maybe that's why. Yeah, that's very possible. I mean, you don't want to hurt it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. That would make sense. And why did it evolve as soon as everything was done? I don't know, but I, I actually liked the transition of Smoochum's voice into that Jinx's voice because it sounded, it had a young sounding Jinx. Yeah, I thought it was a very smooth transition. It was like. Little kid sounding smooching voice, very standard, and then a rather young sounding Jinx voice afterwards that sounds like it did just evolve from a smoochum. It sounded like it was the same Pokemon, I liked that. Whereas you had... to say voice actor and just, you know, had to do that. I mean, if you think about it, the multiple Pokemon episode, they usually have different vo uh, VAs for it. For every actor, for every Pokemon, well... Well, yeah, because you're gonna say Pokemon, it. but since there's three Jinxes, that's probably all the same voice actor doing them. In different pitch. Yeah, just they just recorded separate tracks and mixed it all together. Mm -hmm. They seem to do everything in unison, anyways. Yep. So yeah, that's about all for it, right? That's about all. Uh, that's so all you have to say about it. That poor Brock episode was really a waste of uh, an episode when it could have been so good. And that's it. That's the app. Hmm. Actually, one. Can I say one thing? Sure. The one thing I noticed about Ash that's been happening a lot recently is his no fear policy. When he just jumped off that tower to catch the smoochum, and he was like, "I don't care, just catch it. I don't care what happens to him." And he does it a lot. You know, he has been, hasn't he? Mm. He's just like, "I know. I'll jump off here, catch enter Pokemon here, and I won't care if I land on my back." Like when when he caught Snowrun, and he was sliding down, and he took the hit in his back on the rock, yeah. and then um, it's, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Well, let me see. Um, Possibly be a bit more realistic. No, I, yeah, it should be really. Now, if he had called his his uh, swallow out, yeah, and then he, jumped. Like he. Okay, I, I could see that. Yeah, it was a split-second decision. 
Yeah. I mean, he he used to use his Pidgeotto and his Butterfreed for that for that reason. Yeah. And Charizard when he trained. Exactly. Him. He's done it in the past. Why why do they have to make him not do it now? I mean, Swellow's a, a nice big Pokemon. It's not like he won't be able to carry him. Obviously, super strong as it can take a Thunder. You shouldn't have any problem carrying him on his back. I mean, it's not like they've never done that before. No. So. And now we would like to tell you about Ranger coming up on March 23rd in Japan. Indeed. As some of you might know, Ranger is the uh, latest incarnation of Pokemon games for Nintendo Dual Screen. And thanks to a friendly neighborhood uh, operator on Pocket Monsters, or oh, that would be Pound Pocket Monsters, to make you gotta add, you gotta add, you gotta add the pound. It's only it can only make it official. Yeah, that, to make TSS happy, gotta add that pound. Mm -hmm. We have a first first look uh, of this new Pokemon game, and from what's been said, uh, let's see. And thank you, Sunin, by the way, for. Oh yes, yeah. must must congratulate Sunin for getting this uh, game and providing us with a quick overview yeah. of the first day you played it. Seems the uh, graphics are a tad better than the last Pokemon incarnation. Um, although, according to Sunin, the they don't meet up to the DS's uh, capabilities, which is probably to be expected. Expected as Pokemon never did tax the the uh, game system it was on. Uh, let's see what else is there that's interesting about this game. Oh, it's a totally different feel the way you uh, catch and use Pokemon. A lot of this has already been kind of published. That if you uh, use a capture one and you capture them and control them to to do your task, uh, whatever that might be. I don't know because. Really don't want to get deep into it. I like this concept because rather than you just, oh, I'll, I'll catch you, I'll level you, and I'll beat you with you. It's now, exactly. I'll, I'll use you to help me in my everyday activities, and I'll train you, and then right. we can be friends rather than. Well, I, I guess these they're rangers. You're you're assigned or become a ranger, and you've got goals to meet. Um, you know. And along along the way, you control various wild Pokemon and, and whatnot. Now, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. In Japan, there is going to be an increased amount of carpal tunnel syndrome cases, and not to mention um, scratching on the stylus of the DS. Yeah, I have a feeling that, that a lot of people are going to complain that their bottom screen is ate away by the... Uh, I've, I've not had any problems with my screen, and I've had my DS since it came out in America. Yeah, the problem is. Yeah, but are you drawing circles over and over and over again to catch Pokemon? Yeah, but if you're pressing down on it hard, it's obviously going to do something. But you can have touch screens that, that don't wear away at all. You know? Yeah, as long yeah. as you don't put too much pressure on the screen. I, I'm yeah. guessing that it's going to take a lot of Pokemon game players. Uh, a pretty decent learning curve to get this game mm -hmm. uh, because mm -hmm. a the concept is so different and b the game play um, play style is different. Yeah. Have you seen any of the gameplay videos? And, like I saw a video of them catching a I think it was a polywell for argument's sake, mm -hmm. and the way they did it is kind of you spin around it, but you know it. And they did it quite a few times, and I can see where you're coming from that it's going to wear it away. Yeah, it, it but, might have that, especially if you have a nice hard, hard touch, and I tend to have hard touches on my video consoles. Especially maybe younger users of the games as well, because they might not quite have the the idea that pressing hard and it might ruin their console slightly quicker. Yeah, I guess only time will tell. I've start, you know, people start playing it more, and, and we get reports on on how it's played and some long term stuff. We'll just see. Uh, personally, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I was tempted to import it, but... I don't think I'm going to import it because, A, it's expensive to import it. And no, I mean, B, import it when it comes coming out. To the US this year. Yeah, I mean, import it when it comes out in the US because I'm in the UK. Oh, yeah, it might be worth it for you to do that. That might make sense. Um, I thought you might import the Japanese one, though. Oh, no, no, no. You won't be able to read it or anything. I won't know what I'm doing. Yeah, see that... That's all I have on it. Uh, if anybody else doesn't have anything, then I'll turn it back it's over to TSS. And I guess not. So, do you have anything else that we want to talk about? Um, any any other newsworthy? No, I'm good. Um, Sorry, I didn't say much at the end. Things start. There were periods where things would just flip out, and I couldn't hear anything. That's no, alright. Sorry, no problem. I think there's nothing really else that, need, that needs to be said. No, we just wanted to hit the, the little top topic, topics, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would. I could say, yay, listen, hey, listen to the next episode for, well, for the dub edition, the, the first episode of the dub edition, but I think that most people who are listening to the Wolver cast will be listening to the dub edition anyway. Well, yeah, it's going to be apparent. Well, we would hope so. And, uh... Yes. It's going to rock and, and, the way that it's looking right now. Good, good. Mm-hmm. And before we close tonight, I would like to say to join us on IRC because everybody wants to be there. Server is irc.jjtunes.net. The, the main channel for this Bulbacast is Pound Bulbacast, obviously. During recording hours only for call ins and other questions. Off-hour chat goes to pull out Pound Bulba Garden, which is almost headed by, well actually it is headed by the lovable Man Beast Misty <laughs> Emo person that we have here. Emo? Yes, Emo. Yeah. And don't forget to visit Pound Pockmoss for all of your raw and dub needs to feed your addiction. And also... If you do have any questions or comments, make sure to drop us a line at bulbacast at bulbagarden.net. We'll try to answer your questions on the next on the next time we meet together. And that does it for episode number seven. Uh, I'd like to thank Graham, People and Steve, I, and Archaic who's dearly departed us, along with all the, all the, the other call-ins for this episode. And here's this color and Spirited words of Edward R. Murrow, good night and good luck.